0: Welcome to the Richmond Sherm Voices Podcast. The Richmond Sherm Voices Podcast will take a deep dive into hot HR topics by interviewing local executives and thought leaders who will share their journey, experience, insight, and lessons learned along the way. Subscribe and join us as we navigate human capital issues shaping today and tomorrow's ways of work here in the Commonwealth. Brought to you by Greater Richmond Society of Human Resource Management, the number one resource for all things HR, hosted by Tiffany Fortune and Gray Martin. In this episode, we are discussing workplace strategies for mental health with Dr. Lakeisha Roney, licensed professional counselor and owner at Inner Self-Counseling and Consulting LLC here in Richmond, Virginia. Dr. Roney, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tiffany and Gray.
1: We're so excited to have you. This is... Obviously, such an important topic for HR professionals um, and practitioners, but you know, really all of us have mental health kind of front of mind these days. It is, it's definitely a topic that is
2: on the forefront. Um, I know that a lot of mental health professionals have seen an increase in referrals since the beginning of COVID, and the referrals won't stop.
0: Well, you know, Gray and I were talking before this interview, and we were going back and forth on just really what direction we wanted to take. And it was determined to really, really focus on workplace and helping our employees, just because as we mentioned, there's just so much going on in the world right now. And our employees are faced, our HR practitioners are faced with working with employees that are working from home, employees that have a lot of things going on at home, and employees that just have a lot of things going on in their lives. So we really wanted to start out the discussion with having you kind of give us all a definition as far as what does mental health mean to you? What is mental health?
2: There's so many definitions of what mental health is. I don't necessarily agree with all of them. Um, because a lot of definitions of mental health focus on illness. And that's a concern because it reinforces the stigma that mental health already has. So for me, mental health means wellness. That means taking care of your mental emotional, spiritual care. And I believe that there is a brain-body disconnect with our culture where we see medical care as something very different as being preventative. You're taking care of your physical body from a wellness perspective, but when it comes to mental health, something has to be wrong with you. To me, that's very distorted because your brain is part of your body. Everything is working together. So if your physical health is one way and your mental health is another way, then are you functioning as a whole healthy human being?
1: I think that's so mm-hmm. true. I mean, you know, the the mental health, it, just as you said, there's such a... A stigma around it that you're you're broken in some way um, if you need help on the mental health front. Yeah, I think that's
0: true. I think, too, one of the things that we see with being uh, in the HR role is when you're interacting with individuals and you kind of sense there might be a need for some form of assistance beyond your four walls or beyond... Your experience level, and you want to reach out to them by providing a resource such as EAP services. Sometimes that's not welcomed. So EAP services, I think, is is a big thing for us as far as just being in the HR role. It's a part of our responsibility as an HR practitioner. We have five core functions: right, staffing, development, compensation, safety and health, employee and labor relations, and with that safety and health, there's wellness, the wellness of our people, the wellness of our teams, the wellness of our organization. So what we'd love to know from you is maybe an approach or a couple of ideas on how we can go forward in approaching mental health issues beyond just handing that flyer on that EAP services. Is there anything more that we we can do once they walk into our doors?
2: Speaking as someone who is in leadership, it's all in how you present it to the employees. It's how you package it. If you package it as this is part of our wellness plan, when you access EAP services, nothing has to be wrong with you. Most people who access EAP services are accessing the services because maybe there's an adjustment. An adjustment does not necessarily have to mean something negative has occurred in a person's life. So when we typically think about an adjustment concern, we'll think about grief. Someone has experienced a loss, a death of someone, or someone is going through a divorce. Those are losses and adjustment. But an adjustment in a positive way could be, I had a new baby. I'm adjusting to motherhood. Or I recently got married. I love my husband, but it's an adjustment. Living in the home with another person and we're very different. (laughs) So those are types of things that sometimes people come to EAP services for, but I don't think that staff necessarily understand that they can come to EAP for those things. They perceive EAP as something like a disciplinary action, even though it can be used towards those, you know, things, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily have to be that.
0: And I think too, it's really important for us just to share with our audience that a critical component component of an EAP program is the confidentiality. Um, so the federal law does require confidentiality of alcohol, drug abuse records. Um, provides penalties for unlawful and authorized release of information. So I think too, when we package that and package as it not only as a part of our wellness package, our wellness benefits, but letting them know that there is a a level of confidentiality. What you share with EAP does not come back to your performance report or your performance review or your personnel file. Um, I do know that we've had a few people very concerned about about that. But one of the things that I just thought about when you were saying that is that a number of our employees that are fortunate, you know, our employees are working with us may have a spouse or a family member that's covered on their benefits Mm -hmm. that is displaced. There is an opportunity if they are in fact, to cover dependent for them to also benefit from EAP services.
1: I mean, the, the confidentiality piece of it, you know, all you employees out there, listen to Dr. Roney. It's not coming back to your employer. <laughs> I, mean, I yeah. have to explain that during that initial session because they will still ask.
2: Right. This is right. being reported back to my employer. No, it's not.
1: So you're, you're hearing it from the person who actually does it. She's not sending it back. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it
2: is recommended as um, a as a recommendation by their employer as a condition of their employment, I will report back to the insurance company how the individual is progressing in their treatment I never speak to an employer. <laughs>
0: That's right. And then I can can tell you being in in an HR office where I did receive reports from the insurance company HR, we will receive a report um, depending on the way that your organization is set up and your EAP program is set up. You might receive a report that will just show you totals of services provided by individuals. Depending on your relationship with that provider, they typically do not address types of problems. There's usually some coding in there that is not set for the HR provider, but they do their best to make sure that the reason or what is something that remains confidential. So that's really good. One thing
2: about individuals that have participated in EAP is after they develop that trusting relationship with you, um, sometimes they want to continue because they've seen that the counseling has been beneficial to themselves or um, their loved one. They have the option of seeking services with another provider. They can seek those services with another provider or stay with the current provider and use their insurance. And And sometimes they become long-term clients because they see the benefit of receiving EAP services.
0: Oh, that's great. So you may be noticing this as much as I am now. Um, There are a lot of commercials now coming for, I think, what's teletherapy or telehealth. And it seems like I've never seen them before. There's definitely an uptick since I've been working from home. Uh, And then there's also a little bit about that behavioral health, the behavioral health, teletherapy. What are the difference between these different resources?
2: So telehealth is the visual means in which you are providing services to the client, meaning over a HIPAA compliant virtual um, session. You're not face to face with the client in person. So, whether the provider is providing a session through their electronic health record system, because a lot of electronic health record systems can provide telehealth, or you're providing um, it through some other um, HIPAA compliant virtual platform um, such as um, DoxyMe. That's one that we use a lot of times as mental health professionals. And um, there are some other HIPAA compliant virtual platforms to provide services. But due to COVID, the HIPAA guidelines were relaxed because there were a lot of mental health professionals that were not really set up to provide telehealth. Because that was a challenge, um, there were Other virtual platforms that were approved to provide um, telehealth, such as Zoom. Zoom is now HIPAA compliant if you have the paid for version. Um, And FaceTime and Facebook Messenger, we're able to use those due to the COVID restrictions of people being face-to-face and having to create social distance and all of these other things. I think a lot of mental health professionals have learned a lot through this that you know you really have to um, be open to providing telehealth to
1: clients
2: because you never know what may happen.
1: So, with this new frontier of capabilities, what what do companies need to be thinking about in terms of offerings for their employees? What what's the next step in wellness programming? Having EAP providers on staff
2: in the office. So during your lunch break, you can go down and talk to someone. And having EAP staff help develop wellness plans for your organization and help implement those plans on a regular basis and develop your policies and procedures to reflect wellness. Like have wellness as part of your mission and have it part of your everyday practice.
1: Because you know we've we, there been there's been such um progression I think in terms of e- expanding the mission and vision of a company to include just employees as a stakeholder I think you know there's such a movement to think about um what are we doing how are we supporting our people what what are some of the things that that HR professionals should be thinking about during these times um, to ensure that we're coping and handling with with all the various spinning plates that we have.
2: I think it's a great idea for HR professionals to even consider having an EAP professional to come into your office, offer
0: groups. I've never even thought about that. You know, when you, and I'm just going to just kind of chime in for a second on that one. I just kind of pictured an HR session. So if you are your director of HR, your CHRO, you've got a team of three to five. And even in the, in our current situation where we're working from home and working from zoom, inviting an EAP service provider, just to give us like a saw moment, um, mm-hmm. an opportunity for yes, education, but also an opportunity to kind of give us a bit of a moment to just renew, you know, ourselves and, um, Thank you for sharing that because it's probably something that's available to all of our employers um, through their insurance provider. It's probably just one click or one call away to get something like that set up.
1: It seems like there's this there's a theme here that you know up until today EAP mental health just as that blanket has been more reactionary, um, and what what you're envisioning is being more. Proactive, So keeping, so being the preventative medicine, it's not just, not just coming in and it's in the horrible situation of a lost life and and doing that grief counseling, although that's very important, but to be expansive in our language about mental health and think about what can we do to keep our mental health up to snuff before, before a major occurrence happens.
2: And like I mentioned before, being in leadership and then also being in mental health and we take on so much I'm having to do that for my staff a lot. So we do quarterly meetings and usually at those quarterly meetings, we have some type of fellowship. So we're usually having a fun location where, okay, we're going to meet for this long, but then after that, we're going to do this fun thing.
1: <laughs> so what are some of your suggestions to keep keep our workforce engaged when they may be feeling very isolated on the, even in front of a camera? ask them what would be helpful for you
2: what can we do to support you um what are the things that you like to do even if you put together a a brief survey what i like to do is call people and um from that conversation take notes and then i take my list and compile that list and then i can work off of that list of what i need to do to better help my staff customize your approach but just a more personal approach um, because they feel that you're listening and
0: that you took out the time to give them a call and have a personal conversation with them. I I just thank you again for um, your words. I believe you provided us a number of actionable items.
1: Thank you, Dr. Roney. What a great eap 101 overview and a very important discussion on mental wellness especially as we all look to find balance during this strenuous time now we have holidays on top of it all of course we all hope the next few weeks will be a time to decompress and be with family virtually in some cases unfortunately but as we all know holidays and end of year closeout bring their own pressures. So it's an important time to be thinking about how we can support our employees from a mental wellness standpoint. We will also be airing more episodes from our conversation with Dr. Roney in 2021. So stay tuned. As always, thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe and visit us at RichmondSherm.org.